What time is it? Showtime. The brothers discuss sports and provide betting tips. The best kept secret in sports investing. Please welcome Bolt Brady and his bro. All right, what's happening out there? We are back in the studio. This is Bolt Brady and his bro. Ready to get this football season fired up. Let's welcome in our guy, Bolt. Wow, is that any good? Big time. Little preseason games on, kind of starts the engines up. Let's get ready to rock. And today, we are coming at you with the AFC North and the NFC North. Mm-hmm. Where would you like to start, my brother? Uh, let's go black and blue, NFC North. Wow. Okay, let me ask you this. When you think of the NFC North, just what's your first thoughts? What, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? The Packers and the Packers not having Favre or, or Rodgers for you know the last 20 years. So big Jordan Love sat behind Rodgers for three years at the quarterback, the backup quarterback, and now he gets thrown into the lineup. Mm-hmm. How do you think that's going to work out? Mm, not too well. You know, I mean, they moved up those few years ago and, and took him like 26 or whatever it was. Uh, was he at a Reno? No, he's from Utah State. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I, you, know, you know, the comparisons to Aaron sitting for the three years, that throw those out the door. They just haven't seen too much from him. I mean, he did okay against the Eagles last year when they threw him in, and it looked fine. I, I think it's going to be a problem for him this year. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't expect too much uh, out of him either. The the good news for the Packers and the Packers fans is the rest of their squad's pretty legit. Uh, I mean, they've got one of the best offensive lines still, and their defense is solid. What's interesting is they totally need some uh, wide receivers. Mm-hmm. They've got that guy Christian Watson, who was a rookie last year, that you know did well as far as scoring touchdowns. He doesn't really know how to run routes very well, so you'd think they'd get him another receiver. But like the Packers do, they went with a linebacker instead. Big Luke and Van Ness from Iowa, who's a who's a badass, but. They should have gotten some more wide receivers, and they didn't. So that's not their play. Well, that's and so you're like, well, he doesn't even have veteran wide receivers. You know, he's got guys that haven't been in the league very long. So how's that going to work out? Mm, we'll see. Yeah, and then you know they get all caught on these young coaches being up and coming, Lafleur being an uh, offensive wizard. But it's like, are you the wizard because you have some like Aaron Rodgers back there running your schemes? Right. And what's funny is if you hear some of these guys, they're like. Wow, Green Bay, like, they think, like, the problem last year was because of Aaron. Like, he had a, a bad season. I'm like, get serious. Look. Yeah, like, he fell off a cliff. He was the MVP the year before that. <laughs> I, I just think he wasn't as engaged mentally. Oh, well, I think it's because his receivers didn't know what was going on. I mean, you know, just imagine you're a legit quarterback, and they just throw you these wide receivers that don't have any experience. I mean, what do you think's going to happen? It's not going to be Joe Montana, Jerry Rice out there. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of like when LeBron gets thrown like Lonzo Ball and those guys. Like, dude, I'm not retooling here at age 36 with a couple like (laughs) 20-year-old dudes. (laughs) That don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm in it. Well, so let's just... Let's just put it this way. There's four teams in the division, right? Detroit, Green Bay, Minnesota, and the Chicago Bears. Where do you place Green Bay in that? Uh, they're at the bottom for me. Really? Dead last. Well, huh? God, Justin Fields. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, I'm going to give Fields a little bit of a nudge above him. Okay, He's well. his third year starting. Well, why don't we talk about Justin and the Bears? Because holy cow, are they getting the hype this year. Woo! I'm just putting him at third. Not, I mean, let's not get crazy here. The Green Bay are at third? No, I'm putting Green Bay four, oh. the, the Bears third. Well, listen, I mean, people are like stoked that they got like Super Bowl tickets on them 100 to 1 and stuff. And I go, light it on fire, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. I mean, and that has nothing to do with Justin Fields. They literally statistically had the worst defense last year, talking about the Chicago Bears. Uh, and they didn't do anything to improve it this year. So, you know, it's kind of like I've heard someone use the term before, like the fantasy, the fantasy fans, meaning like, yeah, these guys are legit for fantasy football, but unfortunately that doesn't translate to the real W's in the NFL. And that's what I think you're getting here with the Bears. I mean, Justin's got sweet talents. It's, you know, yet to be determined if he can throw the ball like accurately and, and be a good passer. He obviously can run well. He set the record for the most yards by a quarterback in a game 178 against the Miami Dolphins. He beat our boy Mike Vick by five yards. Mm. The one thing that they do have, though, is, I mean, Justin, another guy that had no one to throw to last year. I mean, it was good looking. They got him DJ Moore from Carolina Panthers. Mm -hmm. And they got that, you know, Claypool came in late last year, too. They never really totally synced up, but you... You would think with the offseason, these guys can at least throw it a little bit better than last year. Yeah, right. Well, and DJ Moore's a baller. He they he actually, he actually already they threw a screen pass to him the other day in preseason, and he goes, see you later, 62 yards to the house. And uh, he showed the Jets. So he actually had the second most receptions last year in the NFL for 20 yards plus. So he can obviously stretch the defense. So, yeah, he will help. But, yeah, Justin, I mean, Justin's offensive line last year sucked. They improved that a little bit more. But guess what? They did improve the defense. So how this team is supposed to improve that much with having a terrible defense, I just don't know how that's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, Aaron had their number. That was always like two wins for the Packers right there. I just They're just not automatic this year with love coming to town and stuff. <laughs> no, no, they're definitely not. Yeah, I saw the, the leading sack guy for the Bears last year was their rookie safety. He had four. <laughs> well, So that's not a lot of pressure unless you're just throwing like just the stunt <laughs> blitzes and stuff, which they had to try. Well, their best defensive player was Ro- Ro- <laughs> Rokeen Smith. Roquan. Roquan. <laughs> Roquan pronunciations by Bolt, <laughs> and hey, that that unique that's a unique name there, and uh, he got picked up by the Ravens. He got traded, yeah, and he like they paid him. He got paid, and he started to ball for them right away, and then. You know, the Bears go out and start drafting a few linebackers. They're like, what are you doing? You had one. I just, so, some of these squads, I don't know if it's the ownership or what, they just have these images of who they are and their teams and like, that's us. You know, we're tough on D. Like, it's 85 still. It's like, let, let's flip this around here a little bit, but your fan base would probably like a little more points. Well, that's what they're trying. Yeah. That's what they're trying. And then you have. The big, who do you want to chit about here first, Detroit Lions or the Vikes? Why don't we go Detroit? Yep, I was going to say, go ahead with Detroit. Because Detroit is another squad that is slightly getting hyped up right now. In fact, they're getting hyped up so much that you have to pay $160 to win 100 
that they're going to make the playoffs. So do you think they'll make the playoffs? Yes, I pay $160 to win 100 Yeah, and they're like plus 120 to win the division. I mean, they were the team that was on the hard knocks and stuff last year, so you got a little inside peek of Coach Dan Campbell and, and how they operate, which gets them more attention. And they came out of the gates 1-6, and six, you know, and then they finish 8-2. and two. So that's why I think that's why they're just on people's minds how they turned around there at the end. You know, their defense was nothing great either. They gave up a boatload of points. Uh, their defense was terrible. Yeah, like 28th in points given up. So it, the only team that was worse was the team that we recently discussed, the Chicago Bears. Mm-hmm. So another great, incredible team to have for fantasy football. They were one of the best offensive teams in the league. But another reason why their stats are a little skewed, if you dig a little deeper, is because they were coming from behind so often. They literally were coming from behind in 80% of their games. So, of course, their stats are going to look better. But our boy Big Jared Goff, the man from California, um, he balled. And, I mean, I'm one that, that, like, has ripped him in the past where I'm like, God, this guy slightly leans on his coach. Remember, McVay used to just chit with him in the ear of his helmet until, like, right before to hike the ball, like, telling him everything about the defense. Mm-hmm. You thought It felt like he was kind of just babysitting him all the way as, as long as he could and, and keeping the reins on him, too. But then he, he flourished last year. He sure did. So the question is, can he do it again? Um, that's what I want to see. But see, what he has in his favor is he's got one of the best offensive lines in the NFL, and he actually has, like, a legit receiver in St. Brown. Um, St. Brown had 106 catches last year for almost 1,200 yards and six TDs. And so I think he'll probably even improve on that some more. And then his running backs are David Montgomery, and then they got um, the guy Gibbs from Alabama. Mm-hmm. Jameer. So, yeah, so they've got a legit backfield too. So they're definitely in better shape than the Bears are, but their defense is terrible. I think um, Jamison Williams is supposed to come back. He'd miss six games as a receiver too. So I mean they were they were a fun watch there that that last ten games too they were just putting the points up they would always cut to them like on red zone and stuff because they were fun games oh yeah well talk about red zone talk about the games how about they're on Thursday night football three times this year um, interesting enough two of them are against Green Bay but when you're getting the Thursday night game it's because you know you're in demand people want to watch you so the big lions. Uh, they've been garbage for a long, long time, and they're trying to come out of the cellar now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you don't hear the Lions getting pumped up too much for the evening games. But it's not Aaron anymore. I mean, I think Goff can go in and beat Love. That's what I'm saying. Like, that game for me doesn't do too much. Green Bay versus Detroit, all right. I mean, Aaron couldn't beat Detroit the last game of the season to get in the playoffs. <laughs> That's the game Detroit won. Right. Incredible. Mm-hmm. And then that leaves us with... Big Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings. So, I mean, the the Detroit is the favorite to win the division. You know, they're ahead of the Vikings. Yep. Here. Do you agree with that? Uh, no, I do not. And you think the Vikings are ahead of them? I do. I mean, uh, you know, Kirk's not sexy to a lot of people. He's just kind of, you know, he turns 36 this year. He's not a fast runner. But he does win games. You know, it, we're not talking playoffs here. We're just talking the divisions. Right. Well, I'm with you. Uh, the only thing that scares me is the Vikings won 10 games last year. The, by, yeah, the one score. By the one score. And so usually that comes back to the mean a little bit. And so you're like, wow, these guys are going to 
lose a lot more games this year, but this division is such garbage. <laughs> I mean, it, it really is. The, you could say the bottom two are. You know, I they let go of Cook, which Cook just signed with the Jets yester- Dal- yesterday. Dalvin Cook, the running back, correct. So, you know, uh, with these GMs and stuff, they kind of, they're no dummies up there. A few of them that, that have this many winning seasons, typically, the, you know, the guy's turned in 28. They're not going to keep paying this guy. Let's put the money somewhere else. Wow. Do you know who the guy is that's filling in for him? Alexander Madison. And that name might be sounds familiar because I've been shitting about him since he left Boise State. He's a baller. Uh, he was just stuck behind Dalvin Cook the whole time. And so they go, Dalvin, you're a baller, but guess what? We're finally with Bolt here, and we're seeing the light. <laughs> and this guy, Alexander. So anyway, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't heard it before, you're hearing it now. Alexander is a baller. So get ready for this guy. I mean, the he had a chance in 2021 to start four games. And in those four games, he had 719 total yards. 491 of that was rushing. So he was averaging 122 yards a ball game for those four games. And then he also had 32 catches during that time. So he was averaging eight catches a ball game. So, I mean, this guy hmm. balls. It's just he was behind you know, one of the best running backs in the NFL. So get ready. He's a name that, you know, not most people probably aren't familiar with. They're going to be by, by the end of the season. Yeah, Cook was a stud. I mean, he last four years, Pro Bowl, I mean, he, his numbers were always impressive. Oh, yeah. he's He was a baller for sure. He's he's really good. But, they let go of uh, Thielen's gone, too. I think he's a Carolina. Yeah, that's my boy. I think he's going to actually help out Bryce a lot over there. But we'll wait until we shit about the Panthers to shit about them. Yeah, their their defense was, was pretty bad, too, in terms of points allowed. They were up there on the 28th, too. So, like, Patrick Peterson's gone, but he's getting a little older anyway. Oh, Minnesota's defense? Yeah, but they brought in uh, Brian Flores, you know, the the old Belichick D guy. And then Miami. He had, he had the Dolphins gig there for a quick sec. Right. That guy's good on defense. Yes, he is. So I, I think they're going to improve on D. And then it was, I, you, I don't know if you watched that quarterback show on Netflix. Oh, yeah, I did, buddy. See, him. you got a little good peek there of Cousins and how he kind of runs his day-to-day dude listen i mean you can think whatever you want about Kirk cousins but off the field that guy seems like he must be the nicest guy in the world <laughs> big time i mean if that's for real which i think it is i mean i don't know how you could dislike this guy like if more people were like Kirk cousins the world would be a better place <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean he and his wife just seem like the nicest people in the world like he they, they could be like the leave it to beavers mm-hmm. yeah, yeah he seemed like a nice dude he, uh, it was interesting to see the, the work they put in, like, the body repair and stuff, too. He has the people come to his house. Right. It's like the chiropractor and the deep tissue work. Well, and remember, I'm always saying, like, if you play quarterback at any level, you're definitely not a wimp. And, I mean, Kirk was getting rocked in some of those games, and he just kept fighting it off. Um, I'd wear the Kirk Cousins jersey around. I mean, that's how much I got the guys back after that show. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> Kirk, I'm with he, you, buddy. He's going into, uh, this is this final year of his, his contract, so I'm, I think they kind of want to see how it goes with his age and <clears throat> if they can win a playoff game. Because it didn't look great, you know, losing to Daniel Jones and company at home. No, that was unfortunate for them. They actually, rumor has it, they, they were trying to trade up to get Bryce Young. Um, but it didn't work out. That's the rumor. Yeah, we'll see how that goes too. I mean, he's. 
but yeah, I mean, like if you look at this, uh, I mean, of all the quarterbacks in the NFC North, I'd take Kirk over those guys. Yeah, if we're just going to try to bet on who's going to win the division, like, you know, it's plus 260 for the Vikings. Yeah. So, I mean, the o- I think it's a no-brainer to take the Vikes. The only thing is those one-game scores, and people are always knocking it, but you also have to give credit to the team that wins that many, you know, one game. It's not be- it's not all cause of luck. Let's give them some props. Yeah, they they were in a bunch from the year before, and then, then they um, they flipped it last year, and they actually pulled out the wins with those. The team that was in the most of those um, last year, who we'll talk about a different show, is the Raiders. Yep. And obviously, it didn't work out well for them the next year. So, um, yeah, we'll talk about them a different time. But it's year two for the the head coach, too, O'Connell. So it's just another year of him working with Kirk and getting more comfortable. Right. Because he worked with him at Washington. Mm hmm. Yeah. So, anyway, so let's, let's roll through the order here. Uh, so, what, what, so you think I have, the- I have Vikings winning it, Lions second. Okay. Bears, Packers. Oh, wow. The Packers. Left. Okay. So I've got the Vikings. And, uh, geez, I'm going to go with the Green Bay on that one just because of the rest of the squad. Mm. Yep. And then uh, <laughs> Detroit and then the Bears. It'll be funny. Let's, it, I'm, I'm looking forward to see what the Bears do. It's going to be real fun when we start putting chippers on some of these games. <laughs> When, when the perception's one thing, and then the betting is another. Dun, dun, dun. Well, you, you said earlier with the Bears, like, it doesn't always translate into real W's. Does that mean like a win-loss record or, or covering a bet real win? Both. Correct. Yeah. I mean, like the perception right now is the Bears are ballers. And so the line's going to be shaded. I mean, Fields Fields didn't look like a baller when you watched. I mean, he he had some great runs, but he didn't throw well or anything. No, and <clears throat> he was the least aggressive quarterback um, as far as throwing downfield in the entire NFL. But his team sucked. I mean, big time. His O line was garbage. His running backs were hurt. You know, Claypool came in halfway through the season. I mean. I just don't think people factor that in enough. It's like, yes, he is a good athlete. He can't do everything on his own, you know, and I'm not just talking about fields. I'm just talking about people, you know, with Aaron Rodgers last year, like, dude, you want to throw in rookie receivers with any quarterback ever. It's not going to look that great, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, the, the last image for the Vikings in that playoff game too was, was Kirk just went kind of with the check down to like Hawkinson for like the three yards when they needed like the eight. And you're like, dude, throw take, it up. take a risk. Throw it up to big Jefferson and see what happens. So he had to stew on that all off season. I hope he comes out a little more pissed. <laughs> right. Today, we're here with a sponsor for your bouncing bundle of joy. No, we're not talking about a baby. We're talking about your baby makers. That's right. Today's show is brought to you by Manscaped. But just like your babies are delicate, your little guys have sensitive skin and deserve products that are not only skin safe, but made with safe ingredients. That's where Manscaped's Platinum Package comes in. From razors to shower care, this package goes above the gold standard for your body hair. So treat your beautiful boys to the world's finest toys at manscaped.com and use our code BOLT, B-O-L-T, and you'll get 20% off plus free shipping. All righty, let's get back to the show. Okay, well, that's good for the NFC North. You want to chit AFC North? 
The AFC North, mm, arguably the best division in the NFL. It's a popular one. Well, and as far as competition goes, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, these squads are pretty legit. Uh, I mean, a lot better than the than the NFC North. Holy cow. So, uh, which squad do you want to talk about here first with the AFC North? Let's start with Pitt. Okay. Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett and George Pickens. Mm-hmm. Hearing a lot about him. Well, so there's some sweet videos of George like making some like sweet catches at camp and stuff. I don't know if you saw those. Uh, I did see him. I just didn't consider him as sweet as everyone else did. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's because I can bring him down. You go, too. That is routine. <laughs> yes, it is. For Bolt. I'm like, I'll give props when props are uh, deserved. I'm like, okay. Yeah, he's an NFL wide receiver. He probably should catch that. Mm-hmm. And like you said, though, too which was a good call. These gloves nowadays are so sticky. Uh, it makes it a lot easier to, to make these one-hand catches. Yeah, they can get a little quicker grip on those things for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, But, you know, the receiver pickings, uh, Randy Moss, has been out there just saying, hey, well, team's really screwed up. This is going to be one of the best of all time. Like, he's just pumping him up that he's just this incredible receiver. So, I haven't really watched too much of him, so I actually am looking looking forward to watching him play. Yeah. I mean, you know, the Steelers, they're always in it with the coaching, and, and they do a good job of bringing in talent to, to a degree, but they, they need to pick it up on T.J. Watt needs a little help on the D here. Well, T.J. Watt is that guy any good. So... When T, so the, first of all, Pitt last year started two and six. You know, you're talking about the teams that picked it up. And then they ended seven and two. And it went hand in hand when Big TJ played. How about they were one and six when TJ was off the field? Yeah. So that's why it's kind of legit, you know, to bet Pittsburgh in the beginning of the season when you know that they're healthy. And that kind of factors into to betting on games in general. Like, it's a lot different betting on these teams that aren't supposed to be very good. You know, like, let's say Pittsburgh, you know, or the Rams. Um, because in the beginning, yeah, the Rams, for example, don't have very much depth at all, and that's a problem. But at the beginning of the season, they're good to go. They're 100% healthy, you know, so it's a lot different. So it's kind of better to take some of these teams that aren't supposed to be so hot. I did notice, though, did you see who Pitt plays the first game of the season? Mm-mm. The big San Francisco Niners. Mm, where's the game? It's in Pitt. And the and Pitt's plus three. We won't get into the details about that, but that's a little interesting. Hmm. Um, yeah, so anyway, they also pick also got Allen Robinson, the ride receiver from the Bears. So he's pretty good. He was just always stuck on, you know, a team that wouldn't give him the ball. <laughs> right, no one could get me the I'm open here. Give me the pill. <laughs> and then they drafted, remember Joey Porter, the the linebacker. Yeah, I the, sent you that thing. Uh, he was kind of pissed how he, how he kind of kept sliding. Yeah, so they drafted Joey Porter Jr., who his father played linebacker and he was a badass and his son plays cornerback and he played for Penn State and he thought he was going to go in the first round and he did it. And he was really bummed. So I think he was first pick, second round to mm. pit. Right. And his dad, yeah, you sent me that thing. And his dad was basically like, hey, just remember this. Yep. We'll get him. Just take this in. Remember everyone that passed on you. And does it slightly help when your dad's got the dome game from the NFL? Does it give you a little bit more motivation when Pops knows what he's talking about? Yeah. 
Well, and then the organizations, like we know what we're getting here and this, this guy and this family. Totally. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. So, um, where do you have Pitt in the, in this, uh, in the top four or in the four of these, uh, the four teams in the division here? Third. And so we have the Ravens, the Bengals, the Browns, and the Steelers, and you got them at number three. Okay. Well, why don't you tell me who you think number four is going to be then? Cleveland Browns. Is that right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you think Deshaun's going to flip it around this year? Well, I'll wait for you to tell me why you don't think they're going to be very good. I just, I don't believe, you know. I mean, Deshaun, you know, had to sit out, and then he came in at the end there. I know there was some rust kicking in. I'm just, I'm just going to go with the coaching of, of Tomlinson. Okay. Over Stefanski. Well, I I am a big believer in the Browns this year. I do think, and that whole situation last year was obviously a total shit show. And now, you know, it's had time where he's been able to work with the team the whole time. They actually got uh, Zadarius Smith um, to, to go on their defensive line. He was with the Minnesota Vikings last year. He had 10 sacks. So they've already got one of the best defensive linemen in the NFL. And now they add to that. And then you got Deshaun coming back and then big Nick Chubb. No longer for those fantasy people out there. Nick Chubb's got the whole backfield to himself. Kareem Hunt. Um, is actually still a free agent, but they let him go. So big Nick Chubb is just going to ball this year. Yeah, Miles Garrett, dude. I mean, that guy's, you know, he's probably, you know, top two D lineman, if not number one. Maybe Nick Bosa right. currently. But I mean, dude, you give him some help or someone else they have to focus on. Sure. He goes, you don't want to put one dude on me. No, here. you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. And are the Browns ready for a squad? How about I saw this stat since 2000? Okay, year 2000, they've had 32 quarterbacks. <laughs> 32 quarterbacks in 24 years. Is that a tad bit different than, let's say, the Green Bay Packers that, that's had two? Yeah, man. Brett and Aaron, you've had two, and these guys have had 32. Wow, is that a clown show? Stability. Holy cow. <laughs> There's a lot of jerseys cycling through for those fans. <laughs> Did you watch the... I don't think you watched the Johnny Manziel thing on Netflix. No, yet. I want to see it. How was that? It's interesting. Yeah. You know, I mean, he, he just couldn't reel it in. I, I I found it interesting that he was so into football and stuff in college, and then he just said he found himself in the pros and was kind of like, this just isn't in me anymore. Wow. I, I did see a quote that... He wanted to like try to spend five million dollars just letting it rip and then killing himself. Yeah, I mean he that's that's what he says. I you know yeah, and his buddy was like his right hand man, and the, so he kind of set up the whole autograph thing for him in Miami, where this dude offered him the chips to sign, you know, in a, a room, and and kind of was giving him like the five ten grand, and this other guy goes, dude, that's chump change. I got a guy downstairs who who'll give you some serious money. Well, the thing about that is, is he came from a family that had a lot of money. Well, if you watch the thing, his uh, his buddy said he came up with that story. He's like, because people were going to start asking why we had the watches and the cars and the private flights. He goes, so I came up with the backstory that his his dad came from oil money. So so Johnny could just be like, no, you know, I grew up with wealth. Oh, so he didn't then. He said we were fine. You know, his parents live on like a golf course in, in Texas and stuff. You know, nothing. They weren't struggling by any means. He's like, we didn't have oil money. Right. Well, um, I saw a thing where, you know, they give the iPad to the to the players. Yeah. Was that in the, the, the documentary, too? Yeah. They, they were like, 
calling his agent. They're like, he has 0.0 hours of film watch. That's incredible. Yeah. I mean, that means you give a shit what's going on. Yeah. I mean, their final straw was, you know, he, he kind of kept, they'd see him at the club and all this stuff. Like, dude, reel it in. You got to take this a little more serious. And in year two, he goes, I, I wanted to go to Vegas on Saturday. <laughs> he goes, and I was going to take the flight back. And the last commercial one was at 1030 because I got to get back for the game sunday sure he goes i missed the commercial one at ten thirty, so i'm like well let's just turn it up tonight sure he did so he let her rip that night and then they just go we're good wow so they released him how about when you have like made this huge investment in someone and that's the way they're acting yeah you go wow that was not the play even leading up to um, the combine, he he moved out to like the San Diego L A area and did all that quarterback work. You know where those guys go pre draft. A lot of times it's Carson Palmer's yeah bro Jordan Palmer yeah guys got after it. The agents like nice, you're looking good. And then the weekend before the combine, he went up to L A and he went to like a house party and he's like, dude, I effed up. I kind of blazed and smoked. And uh, <laughs> he's like, what are you doing? You've been good for like four weeks here, right? So they, you know, they go through the whole thing, how he had to get his piss, you know, clean and he was pounding Pedialyte and water and, and he got through the combine fine and got drafted in the first round. But wow. I mean, it's over with right there. Like when he, when his actions are like that, you're like, this guy doesn't care. Yeah. Just crazy. Wow. All right. Back that, to AFC North. Yeah. That's enough on Johnny. Well, let's work with the big bangles here. Okay. Yep. What do you got? What do you I, think about him? I, I like him. I don't like seeing Joey B, you know, come out of the, the calf strain. So I, I don't know if he's going to miss like, you know, week one. They're obviously, they'll be there in the end. Yeah. Um, I I don't think they're going to win the division, though. Yeah, because you got Lamar. I'm going to go with Lamar okay. on the comeback here. All right. Hey, listen, you're getting smarter and smarter here as the years go by. I'm with you. Wow, is Lamar unreal. There is a thing. So... The Bengals have won the AFC North the last two years. How about this? This is an incredible stat. They're 15-2 and two straight up versus opponents with winning records. So they play teams that are good, and they're 15-2 and two straight up against them. Not too shabby, but they're going against my boy Lamar this year. And people forget that even without Lamar, if it wasn't for a 99-yard fumble return that the Ravens would have made it past the Bengals in the playoffs without Lamar. Now Lamar gets a guy by the name of Todd Munkin as his offensive coordinator. And some people might know the name because he's won a couple national championships at the O coordinator for the big Georgia Bulldogs. Mm. And so he's coming around and he goes, Lamar, you've got Odell Beckham this time. And we've got Zay Flowers, first round draft choice out of Boston College as a receiver. Let's toss the ball a little bit around, and let's let you run around a little bit. You might be the MVP again. Let's go, Lamar. Yeah. You know, and they coach Harbaugh's back, and then he always has a good run game. You know, they'll end up throwing something out there and, and getting some good plays with whoever they throw in the, as running back. I think Lamar's probably my favorite player to watch in the NFL. When he's cooking. I mean, he's, you know, Patty's not too shabby either for the Chiefs, but when Lamar gets rocking, like, when he <laughs> 
Dude, it makes me smile just thinking about him dominating. It's going to be rotten with him back in the fold here. He just needs to stay healthy. He's gotten dinged up and not finished the season last year. But yep. you know, last year, he's kind of like, pay me. I'm not going to go out there. Right. People people were saying, like, you know, he wasn't the good teammate and this and that. And I go, I guarantee you his teammates still like him. He goes, listen, dude, this is a joke. I've already been an MVP of the NFL, and I'm only 24 years old. Give me some chippers here. <laughs> Or else I'm out of here. So yeah. he goes, I'm out. And then they go, okay, Lamar, we're done playing this tiddlywinks game. We need you. And he goes, let's play some ball. We got the Ravens at plus 220 to win the division. What do you, do you like doing the, um, the any, well, no, the, the total wins for some of these squads? Well, so the total wins is where it's at. Like I've always said before, the yes, no's, right? So win over nine and a half. Um, That's for the Ravens. It's the nine and a half. Yeah. Yeah, and I would go yes with that. And then since he's 11 and a half. And I'd go under that. I mean, that's just, that's just you know, I mean, injuries and this and that. That's what's kind of a bummer about those, though. You know, like last year, um, I liked the Ravens also, and they were humming. If you remember, they were actually the number one seed in the AFC until Lamar got hurt. Right. So, yeah, like you said, I mean, if Lamar plays the whole season, stand by. It's going to be him and Patty in the AFC championship game. <laughs> would that be a decent one? Could be. Yeah. So anyway, I think we're both in agreement that it goes Ravens, number one, then the Bengals, and then... Um, we disagree on the bottom two. <laughs> yeah. If the Browns take last, wow. Um, I owe you the round table. Or... Round of golf. Okay. They're well, like, wow, we wasted these chips on Deshaun, guaranteed contract. Yeah. Wow. Right. No I, no kidding. They're, they're all in. And actually, I think you still owe me the uh, Red Robin. The Red Robin Chow, mm. but yeah, I, I this this division's going to be great. They're, they are going to be knocking each other around. I mean, if the Steelers or the Browns beat the Ravens, I'm not going to be totally surprised about it. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I, those division games are always tight with some of these guys. If everyone's on the field, who's supposed to be like they're not easy wins. Well, actually, in the first game, season one. Wow, we're getting closer to it. It's uh, the Bengals actually travel into Cleveland. So we'll see what everyone's made of that, that first week. And then the Ravens have the best kicker if it's ever tight, too. You know? Oh, yes, they do. So, I mean, that's such a weapon for them to win those close ones. Yes, they do. Justin Tucker is that guy a joker? Wow. Domination. <laughs> All right. You, gotta, you want to add anything else to these NFC or AFC North? Nope. Nope, I, I think we're good there. Um, next week, we'll be back with a couple more uh, divisions to preview. Yep, we'll kind of preview everyone here leading up for you guys the next few weeks before uh, what, it's like September 7th is our opening game. Is that the Thursday and then the 9th? Is, uh, we'll have some no. college games before that that we can give out. Uh, but yeah, that week, like the 7th, is, is the first NFL game. But we'll be here now. Um, it'll be released every Tuesday or Wednesday morning from here through the Super Bowl. We're back in action, baby. You know it. Woo-hoo! All right, that'll do it for uh, our first week for football season here. We'll catch you guys next time. See ya!